Hello everyone and welcome to One Degree Higher, the podcast about PhD life and career advice. I am Julien Duforet and today I'm pleased to welcome J.D. Kulkarni, assistant professor at the University of Texas at Austin. Hello J.D. Uh, hi Julien, nice to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. How about you? Uh, I'm doing nice. Yeah, I'm doing well. <laughs> Thank you for accepting to make this interview. So the first question I want to ask you and is uh, what led you to a PhD in the first place. Oh, okay. So first of all, uh, thanks for inviting me and uh, I'll be happy to share my experience with uh, with the students and with you and your team. Thank you very uh, much. So to answer the first question, what, uh, uh, what led me to do a PhD? So, uh, so during the school days, I, uh, when I was, I think in eighth or ninth grade, I saw this Intel commercial of Pentium. If you, I don't know, in 1994, 95, they introduced this Pentium and there used to be TV commercials and that they used to zoom in that microprocessor chip and show some transistor structures. And that really fast, like it really gave me a lot of uh, motivation. And I was really fascinated by this nanoscale structures. I did not know what it was. I did not know how to design all those things, but that's something I felt really super cool. And ever since that became my hobby, my passion to pursue this further. So it comes from, uh, from watching TV. Yeah. From a long time ago, basically. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. great. Yeah. So some of our PhD students are participating in a competition called My Thesis in Three Minutes. Uh, if you're not familiar with the concepts, it consists in describing your research work in three minutes, no more. Uh, could you try this exercise and try to explain your current uh, sure. research work? And for the target audience, it would be people with a scientific background, but not necessarily from your specialty. Okay, got it. So yeah, so if I have to answer this question of my research work in like say three minutes, so one thing I could say to a general audience is that my research work primarily is in the area of integrated circuits and systems and integrated circuits and systems or semiconductors in general form a significant is like a backbone of our modern economy modern and they have play a role in various application domains and within these integrated circuits uh, i'm working on the area called as the memory circuit design where or memory devices which actually store your information in a very compact more energy efficient and a very secure way and when you handle your, let's say, laptops or phones or any computers, all the work that you're doing is you're storing in the form of zeros and one. So what I'm trying to do in my research is trying to come up with new ways of how do I do this uh, memory operations, the read operations, the write operations, the retention operations in a lot more energy efficient, a lot more dense and compact manner so that your battery life can long last you are able to perform some of this very complex cognitive tasks such as used in machine learning and AI applications in, uh, in on your handheld device. For example, when you talk to your phone, like a Siri or Google or Alexa, all of these 
if you try to do it, all of this requires lots of memories, lots of computational power. So me and my research group, we try to develop some of these new devices and new circuit techniques to address these challenges of energy efficiency, security, density, uh, overall reliability in various, wherever the memory technology is connected. So that's the, in short, the description of my research. Yeah, really nice. And you were under the pyramids. Very, very good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know it's a kind of the hard exercise because you don't, sometimes you want to like get an image for something to be clear and you did very good, actually. <laughs> when I did a bit of research, I see you started in the industry before starting your research work at the university. Mm -hmm. And uh, now you're both a fellow at uh, AMD at Silicon Labs. So do you think it is necessary to work in the industry before starting in the, to work in the research? And what experiences did you get from being in the industry? Sure. So the, to answer the first question, it depends on your research area. So if you look at the integrated circuits, any new innovations or circuit ideas that you develop during your, let's say, your PhD program, if they are really good, they can be easily translate into industry, into some commercial product or into some startups. So integrated circuit design being such an applied in nature by, by, its, by its orientation, by its origin itself, I felt that it is important for to get some industry experience and especially at a place, I mean, I went to Intel Circuit Research Lab, which is really strategically it's a very good place if for a new phd uh, researchers because at one end you you interact with the actual product designers the which are developing the next generation mic processors and on the other side i interacted with the technology development experts the device fabric we are developing the next finfet technology for example so by interacting with both these groups the technology side and also the 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 commercial, the business, the engineering side of things, we get to learn what are the different challenges that are faced from a commercial point of view, from a business point of view, for selling your chips point of view, and what how that drives your decision process in selecting or not selecting your own idea or some other circuit design idea. So that is one aspect. And the other aspect on the technology side, what are some of the things that you could do using this new transistors or new memory technology and some of the things you cannot do? Or what are the limitations of that? What are the reliability limitations, for example? So that technology angles keeps you kind of a technically humble in that sense that you could do XYZ things, but you cannot do ABC things. And from a product perspective, you have that angle that, look, I have to invent in, in this sphere in order to make a real commercial impact, that technology transfer. So having this constraints or, or capabilities and constraints from both sides really help my kind of a grooming process uh, as, an, as a real life engineer rather than just a PhD student. And that experience being at an industry research lab, be it at Intel, be it at any other company, or that R&D experience will really shape your thinking what really matters in real IC design world. Okay, I understand. Very interesting. 
Thank you very much. Sure. You are involved a lot in the IEEE community. As, mm -hmm. uh, so you're the chair of the Central Texas uh, CAS and NCC Joint Chapter. You're a member of uh, a technical committee of both ICAS and VLSI system application and editor for multiple reviews. Mm -hmm. So how did you come to be so involved in the community? Uh, so yeah, so this involvement in community has happened over a number of years and not just in one day or so. So uh, the the like the the benefits of being involved is that you get to interact with many many experts from various areas, not just memory design area, but from microprocessor design, analog design, RF, IC design, and as a part of our Central Texas chapter. Uh, we also conduct uh, monthly seminars, uh, these days virtual seminars, but before that, before COVID, we used to do in-person seminars and we used to get a lot of interesting, a uh, lot of interest from local semiconductor companies, students, and also uh, because of uh, like now the virtual seminars, now anyone and everyone in the world can join our seminars. It's open to uh, public. So that has really given us the reach uh, to reach uh, to reach the right audience, those who are really interested, and spread really the knowledge of, for example, how to design a good memory array, or what are the considerations. Uh, the the thing that I just spoke in uh, in the uh, SSCS seminar a few moments ago is is something that really helped other engineers sitting across the globe to advance his or her uh, design skills and that's really the really the the joy of being part of all of these activities to meet people to spread the knowledge and also to learn from their own expertise sometimes that can be applicable to your own research okay so in your involvement came from the you want to to share and participate in the community mm -hmm. okay and um in your mind, uh, how can a PhD student start to be involved in the scientific community and what can they benefit from getting involved? Sure. So one thing, uh, uh, one thing I could suggest for the young, you know, those who are currently doing the PhD or maybe uh, senior PhD students is uh, that if you are interested in, let's say, being part of this professional uh, committees or being part of the technical program committees, uh, you're interested in being a reviewer, please do reach out to uh, uh, to associate editors or editor-in-chiefs uh, explaining your background, your some track record, and what are some of the key areas uh, that you, you feel comfortable that you could review a new uh, article, new manuscript. Uh, many times, associate editors, so like I, serve as associated for a couple of journals so we will be looking for constantly looking for energetic kind of reviewers who could do perform uh, like a due diligence check the authenticity of the work check the cross references and do all this kind of rigorous technical reviews and improve the quality of that journal or that manuscript so if you're really interested please reach out to us to me to anyone in your respective area of interest and I'm sure you will get a positive response. Uh, many times we get so many emails that we are not able to respond to the all the students and at once. But at least 
I do keep a track of who are interested and when the opportunity comes, when I see a relevant manuscript, then I do reach out to that student or that researcher. And uh, most of the times they are very much willing to perform that paper review. And that's how slowly you get into the system, you get, you perform a good review. The next time the similar paper comes, I'm going to reach out to you again because I have seen your quality of your review, how the depth of your review, the due diligence you have put in. And that really helps the entire community, not just me, but the entire community. So giving your best in every opportunity that comes across your way will help you. And not necessarily in the technical program committees, but also in other ways of organizations, like let's say in a web chair or some event management for a, if your university is hosting a conference or your advisor is, is participating in a big way in a conference, can you be the volunteers? That way you will get the opportunity to volunteer, to network, to see how exactly all these things work. So all these small steps will really help you to uh, to perform or act, contribute more and more actively as you as you earn uh, kind of as you get the uh, experience and as you become more senior, more mature in the field. All right. So reach out to ho to who you know and uh, mm -hmm. to the yeah. be proactive in yeah. in all this uh, reach out activity. Yeah. Be the be the one to start the the process. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay, so, and uh, last question, um, given your experience in the research field, what is your advice for a successful PhD, for a student that would just start his PhD? Yeah, so try to, uh, so one, one advice I would like to give you, uh, to give to the students which are starting out is, try to identify that open problem, which is the big complex problem in let's say your area of interest it could be ic design or some other device fabrication or software or whichever that area is uh, consult with your advisor whether that's the right problem it's a, like a bold problem to attack and try to find out at least one or work towards like solving that problem coming up with one groundbreaking ideas to make really an impact I mean, having 10 different small ideas will not make as big of an impact as one strong idea. So, and sometimes it takes time to, for the community or in general for others to realize that, oh, this is really a cool idea. And maybe you may have imagined it for one application, but it might be actually a cool idea for another application. So it might take time to get that kind of recognition. But based on all your kind of uh, literature survey discussions with your advisors and other committee members try to come up with a kind of a good research problem that really advanced the state of the art or that some solve some uh, uh, some open problems that has been in that area for quite some time and that will really give you the feel that that once your phd is over your publications are out and that will give, and if the community really finds that interesting, very uh, interesting ideas, interesting concept or new ways of attacking that problem, that is, I think, advancing the knowledge, the frontier of the knowledge in the right direction. And I would encourage all the PhD students to, 
to pursue something similar like a finding that what is that how does it matter what problem it solves who cares right that type of self critical questions to ask before formalizing that research problem yeah and that's true and uh, when i think about my own research work uh, the more you at the start you may know not really see the big picture but the more you work on it the more you realize how your research could impact other, other fields so Yeah, uh, and that's really why discussions point. yeah discussions with your advisor your senior colleague senior phd students postdoc or even attending conferences or local seminars uh, uh of getting some overview some that what is that big picture where my research fits in and how does it advance that the entire big picture where exactly i'm contributing so that perspective will really help you to think more seriously about your research right great uh, thank you very much jidip for your answers i hope you found it interesting and also thanks to our listeners and don't forget to follow the i lila chipley student branch on linkedin and to know about our future conferences and workshop thank you thank you julia for hosting me thank you very much and you are listening to one degree higher see you next time goodbye bye bye